Welcome to the Contextual Safeguarding Podcast. I'm Jenny Lloyd, Senior Research Fellow from the Contextual Safeguarding Team, and today I'm here with Kelly Shannon, Practice Lead for Child Exploitation from Swansea Children's Services. And because of the ongoing global COVID-19 pandemic, we're recording from my home in London, and Kelly is in her home in Swansea. Um, because of this, the sound quality might be a little less clear, um, and we want to apologise in advance of any disruptions you might hear from our families or our pets but they've all been warned. Um, so today, Kelly is going to be talking about a peer group and location assessment that she's been leading in Swansea. So hello, Kelly. Um, hello. Start off with, Kelly, could you tell us a little bit about your role and what you do in Swansea? Okay, yes. Yeah, so um, my role is the um, practice lead for child exploitation in Swansea. Um, originally, uh, when I first took on the role uh, a year ago, I covered all of the um, missing person strategy meetings for children under the age of 18 and um, also the uh, CSE, Child Sexual Exploitation Strategy Meetings. Now, my role has developed over the last year and um, I'm involved in uh, the development of a contextual safeguarding within Swansea on top of the other roles um, and I also give advice in Swansea around uh, criminal exploitation and trafficking. Um, so that's it in a nutshell, really. So um, today we're going to talk about the peer group and location assessment that you've been working on. Obviously, it's still kind of ongoing and it's in development, but we thought it'd be really interesting to hear about what you've been doing and your reflections on that. And I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about what prompted this. So what were some of the professionals um, worried about? Okay, so it started off with... Um, school in Swansea, they were raising quite a lot of concerns about the young people that were attending the school and um, that were all from a similar area. These were coming through as, as um, child protection referrals, as you would see from schools on individual young people, um, but they were raising two more than one young person, meeting at a place or, or being from a specific area, and all of the, all of the referrals tended to be around, along the same lines, um, and, and they were all about how they spending time together within that peer group was causing um, quite a concern for uh, a number of young people. Um, so these, there was quite a, quite a lot of referrals that were coming in uh, on a regular basis, not just from the school, um, it started to um, come in from other members of the community, from housing, um, and also from the police with um, your um, police referrals or PP, PPNs, um, police uh, notices. So there was a number of uh, agencies that were all uh, referring in for the same young people. Okay, and what were some of the things that they were worried about? They were worried about things like um, an increase in crime, uh, potential links to drugs, uh, exploitation, criminal exploitation, antisocial behaviour, um, and, and, and some uh, car theft and car crime as well. And what were um, some of the first steps then that you took? Okay, so this, this was one of the first um, meetings where we where we combined uh, many referrals. So it started off, it, it wasn't as um, organised as we would have liked, <laughs> because obviously it was a lot of referrals over the space of a couple of weeks, and we, we had a lot of people that wanted to um, get, wanted to, give us information about these young people, about what was going on, and it was causing uh, quite quite a lot of anxiety within the community. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of people that needed to share this information and, and wanted things to be resolved. Um, so the first thing we, we did was to um, set up, I, I first I met with the, um, with the school where all of these young people attended, 
so that we could get um, an understanding of what their worries were because they knew these young people best at that time. They weren't open to any services, so we thought that the best um, the best place would be to meet with with the um, the original referrers for them to let us know what their worries were. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we grouped these um, referrals into um, the fact that they were, they were worried about potential exploitation, increased criminal behaviour. Um, so we decided that we did we would have met the threshold for a, um, a strategy meeting for an individual young person. Mm-hmm. Um, but because the issues were the same, we thought it would probably be best to bring them all together. Mm-hmm. So initially, it started off with um, a strategy meeting that involved um, more than one young person. Okay, cool. And was there a particular structure at all? I mean, obviously, you're saying it's a little bit ad hoc, but was there a particular structure that you tried to use in that meeting, or were there particular things you were interested in? In the original meeting, um, we didn't have a structure. Mm-hmm. The structure has actually come out from what we've learnt from that meeting. Mm-hmm. So the original meeting, there was a lot of people that were there that had a lot, that had a lot to say. We tried to follow um, follow a kind of a basic plan of um, where these young people were going, mm-hmm. what were the um, what were the worries about the place. Mm-hmm. Um, were there, we tried not to concentrate too much on their individual care plan, care mm-hmm. support plans, um, because they were being dealt with uh, individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tried to get a sense of what services were about around these young people. Um, and from from that, then we we sort of developed a bit of a plan around um, around the area. Okay, and so what, um, can you remember who who was at that meeting? What kind of age? Yes, so we had the we had the police. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the local police. Um, usually, in, in our um, strategy meetings, we have uh, public protection that attend. But um, because the worries were more around the area, we invited uh, the local inspector for that area, um, mm-hmm. who had a good understanding of um, what was the, you know what the worries were in in his sector. Um, we also had a housing, the local housing office. Mm-hmm. Uh, we invited along um, the local youth club. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there was a manager from the in Swansea, we were in locality areas, so um, the manager from that locality area um, came along um, and was able to offer um, information around uh, the worries that, that she knew about broadly across. Um, that area, that specific area. Mm-hmm. Um, we also invited along um, some of our services that work directly with young people. So we have um, we have a team in Swansea that work with um, mainly adolescents, um, and they work intensively with them when there's a risk that they may not be able to stay at home. Mm-hmm. So um, they were involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also, um, at a later stage, we did invite our Safer Swansea partnership um, along. And they, um, that is a, a partnership that deals a lot with community worries. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there is, um, if there's any worries around community safety, um, then they, they become involved. So we've got our own community safety partnership team. Um, and, and they have links with people like the, the fire service, uh, charity groups. Um, and they can offer a lot of support in, in um, assessing a, um, an area um, physically. Mm-hmm. So we invited them along. We also had our substance misuse service mm-hmm. uh, for young people um, and the youth attendance service. Amazing. It sounds like it was a very well-attended meeting. 
we do have really good buy-in. If there, if there are, you know, concerns around young people, we've got a lot of good services that are about in Swansea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, and everybody is, is really keen to, to readjust to be able to um, work more contextually. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like, um, so there was a, a kind of originally concerns around the peer group, but that these were specific to a local area. Is it okay to obviously do that thing and the names of the area, but giving us kind of sense of what that area is like. Okay, yeah, so um, it's, uh, the area that was being discussed um, is uh, an area where there, there has been an, an, a long-standing um, dep- deprivation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and they've got quite high crime rates, mm-hmm. um, a high rate of unemployment. Is it mainly a, is it mainly a residential area? It, it is a residential area, however, the area that these young people were um, spending time, there wasn't just um, there wasn't just residential housing. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there were some. It was a central point, okay. so there was a lot of um, businesses and um, community community buildings okay. in that area. So you had the, the local community centre. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the, the local park, there was a boxing gym, um, there's some churches, and this is all sort of located around uh, a circle area. Um, so there was a lot of professionals in and out of that area. Okay, great, thank you. Um, and I just wondered, because you said that most of the structures you've now put in are as a result of that, what would you say you kind of learnt from that initial meeting and has that informed how you'd approach it? again in the future. Okay, so what we learned from that from that meeting was that and a lot of people were, were still in the mindset of it being a strategy meeting about young people and the information that they were bringing were, was all around the, the, the actual young people that were involved because they were e- really eager to put in safety around these young people. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we found we needed to happen was we needed to split the meeting. So there was a core group of young people that were, that were really worrying um, that we needed to concentrate on as a core group of young people, all of their individual needs needed to be um, needed to be addressed. However, there was a separate issue with the area and what was going on in that area and the culture amongst young people within that area. Mm-hmm. So we separated out the two meetings. Um, so the the area meeting then um, we focused more around what was happening in the area, what the culture was across the board with young people within that area who were attending that area, who were attending youth club, who were attending the park, mm-hmm. um, to focus more on the broader issues on how we can safeguard young people within that area. And the young people that were really worrying that were attending that area were discussed separately. Mm-hmm. So from there, what we did was um, we did an area an area assessment. This was very visual. Mm-hmm. We focused on what professionals were already about in that area, what groups were about that were working with young people, um, and um, we realised that there were actually a lot of services in the area that could that could support young people. We had some trouble in um, recording mm-hmm. these issues because obviously our, our system wasn't necessarily set up um, for areas; it's set up for individual young people um, or and, and families. Um, so that was one one issue that we had to try and overcome. Where um, recording some of the meetings that we were attending, that's still ongoing. That's still ongoing development. Um, however, we've we found a way where we can we can manage areas on our system, which has been really positive. And other other people can also access the information about the areas. 
um, if they were able if they were able to search up on a system um, the name of the area, the LinkedIn people will come up, um, and it will also um, give information on the meetings that have been happening um, in regards to the area. You didn't basically set up the location as though it was a person on your system. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much what we have done. Um, it, it's come with its challenges because obviously um, if all of our systems are, are set up to um, to allow us to post statistics and obviously area statistics mm-hmm. are not necessarily going to be able to come up in um in individual statistics, mm-hmm. so we've had to be creative on how we store things. Mm-hmm. But going forward, we're hoping to find a more uh, permanent way of being able to manage uh, the recording of, of areas on a system. Cool. And you said it was quite a visual assessment. Can you just explain that a little bit more? So it was it was almost like a map of the area okay. of um, of what of where we were um, what we're looking the area that we were looking at. So we tried to visualise it. Uh, for people, so they knew um, where we were talking about, what services were in the area, what businesses were in the area, and that, that visual aid really helped when we went into future meetings. Okay, so um, did you, um, in the meeting, did you draw out a map, or did you do that afterwards? So that that, that was done during, um, during almost like an assessment session, where I went up to the area, um, I, I looked around the area, I met with a local um, manager from the uh, our youth service um, who talked about all that he, he, he knew the, the area very well, he talked about all the services that were working within that local area and I, from that I was able to draw a map of what was about security cameras, where the security cameras were, where, where young people spent the most time, uh, where they congregated. Um, that, that map I was able to put on where we've had referrals, where there's been um, particular worries, mm-hmm. and that becomes sort of a visual aid. It wasn't so much a full written assessment that would come later on, but it was more of a visual a visual assessment of the area to be able to um, work on with professionals. Amazing. And um, I think when we've spoken before about this, you mentioned that there was kind of um, further assessment undertaken by community safety, if I'm correct, or some other partners have undertaken. Yes. Yeah. What was it that they've been doing? So we have, like I said, we've got a, um, a safe authority partnership, and, and as part of that is a community safety team. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to go out and um, assess the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can go out, they can assess the lighting, assess the um, the security cameras, if we've got enough um, cameras in the area. Um, there, there were some worries that um, there, there is a lot of provision there for young people. We've got a park. There was um, an astrotiff pitch, however, this wasn't lit throughout the, the winter months. Mm-hmm. So it's those kind of practical issues that, that they were going to try and work on to see if we could get... Um, the support like that, that that lit up through the winter period, so that we could have some youth detached youth work going out to um, to provide activities in that area, um, and also have have um, professional uh, professional support in that area at the times when it's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, because what what we were finding was that that wasn't a year round um, provision that they were able to offer, but but they could if the lighting was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so those, those kind of practical things. Also, there were some worries around antisocial behaviour, young people being on um, the rules of the community centre, um, and there was 
we were able to assess whether anything could be could have been done to make that a bit safer. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Thank you. And and so what you've got on and going on then is kind of the community location assessment, and then you split off the kind of peer group work. What was some of the peer group um, work and assessment that was taking place? Okay, so we identified as a, a core group of young people who were really worrying, and they're all accessing, um, they're all accessing our tier four services. Um, some of them are on the child protection register, and they were worried that there were some of them uh, were at a point where their their, um, their home conditions were breaking down, mm-hmm. and um, that there was a potential that they could have come into care. Um, so there was a lot of there was a lot of social work support going in. There was a lot of outdoor agency support going in for individual young people. But there wasn't anyone bringing these together um, as as a group mm-hmm. to look at whether there was work that could be done together with them, um, whether there were smaller groups that could be worked with um, to be able to have an effect on this on this core group of young people mm-hmm. and to see if there was anything that could be done collectively to address what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did have a meeting where we pulled together some of the agencies working with the young people um, and included the youth offending team and education because mm-hmm. what was notable was this core group of young people, there was a reduction in their engagement in education, mm-hmm. um, there was a reduction in their willingness to engage with support services um, so we try to be a bit creative. We try to work uh, work with them together, and it's actually worked. Right. I can't say that it's worked. I can't say that it's worked for every single young person involved, but there were young people involved in this um, in this group where um, we were worried that they might not have been as much of an active role in some of the criminal behaviours as. Um, as, as originally thought, mm-hmm. um, but through working with them um, uh, in, in smaller groups, we've identified young people who were more vulnerable, who maybe were being targeted, and now they, they are in a, on a path where they are engaging more in education, they're engaging with the youth offending service, Duke of Edinburgh Award, and they're slowly, some of those young people are being pulled away from, from that that core group and, and the original worries and it has resulted in one young person coming off the child protection register which was, was really positive. Amazing. So um, am I right in thinking that you've kind of mapped out some of the young people that you were most concerned about and kind of decided where the core group were and other young people and then from that, from the meetings, practitioners, you guys developed a plan of the types of interventions and work that could take place with those young people, is that about right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that is about right. And yeah. was some of that work, and then so if it was a, say, youth worker who had contact, they would obviously kind of do work with the peer group as a group. Did that take place, or was it all individual kind of working? So the, the group work mm-hmm. has, um, has been social care, so mm-hmm. it's been some, some social care work where we've done some group work. Mm-hmm. So like I said, we've got um, a service that, that works with um, with adolescents mm-hmm. and, and they are um, they're more than willing to work with more than one young person at a time and they're really eager to develop their to de- develop their work into um, working more contextually because they realise that some of these young people are really difficult to engage on an individual level. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put them with their peers mm-hmm. you, you get you get a lot more out of them, you mm-hmm. get a lot more engagement. 
they talk more. Um, so they were open to working with more than one young person. It's not something they've done previously, but as a result of um, what we're trying to achieve, they have started to work with young people um, on um, on a two-to-one or three-to-one basis, and it has worked. Um, it's also the youth attending service. So what they were doing, um, so initially they'd go in and they'd be working intensively with one or two or even three young people, and then they're trying to... Um, is trying to get them to engage with other services, um, and, and that has been mainly the youth offending service. And then the youth offending service has, has picked up on on that kind of work and, and carried on working with them as a two or a three. And then what we found is individual work has been easier to achieve mm-hmm. once you've got that rapport and once you've got that relationship on a group basis. It's, it, it, you know, they're, they're building that trust in you, you know, whilst they've got their fears around them, and then you find that they're more willing to work individually. Yeah, amazing. And so, um, what other, are there any other interventions taking place in the location itself? So you've mentioned kind of the lighting and kind of some safety measures and kind of physical changes. Are there any other things that are taking place in the location? Um, yes. So in regards to um, the young people and the groups, what we did realise was there were two youth groups running from, from this location. Uh, and both had a youth forum. So what we have developed is questions. Well, what we haven't developed, and what we've done is asked young people to develop questions mm-hmm. that we can then um, roll out to all young people uh, that are involved in that area mm-hmm. uh, to ask them how they feel about the area, mm-hmm. what they're worried about, where they where they feel safe, where they don't feel safe, what they feel need to change. And once those questions have been developed, um, the youth, the youth um, have, are going to support them in um, getting that questionnaire out to the local community, to all of the young people in the local community. Education have also been really on board and really helpful within this area, and they are willing to support in developing this, uh, this questionnaire, helping, helping this get out to the, the wider community in that, in that area. Um, and they've also been really supportive around um, the safety planning and information sharing. So we've had a really good buy-in in regards to both the area and, uh, and the peer group. Because obviously within the area you've got specific certain schools that are working with the young people and the teachers and the support staff there are really supportive in, in developing this. And um, just in terms of kind of consent processes and information sharing, are there any kind of differences or things that you've had to take into consideration as part of this work? I think this is one of my biggest challenges, as uh, I think you'll be aware of, is obviously um, the consent. Because a lot of the young people that are, um, a lot lot of the young people we're talking about that we're going to be asking um, to fill in the questionnaires, that are on the outside of these worries, but not in this core group. We, you know, we won't have, we, social services won't have consent um, to be uh, discussing them. However, a lot of them are open to the youth service, and what we're trying to do is, if there is, if there are concerns, um, it, it tends to be broader. We're talking about the area rather than the individual young people. Mm-hmm. And what I've had to do is, is sort of make sure that that that's that, that, that at the beginning of our meetings mm-hmm. when we're discussing areas, so that nobody brings those individual young people, people things to the table. Um, one, it means that the meetings can go on for forever and ever. <laughs> there tend to be quite a lot of young people that are, that are linked to these areas that there may be some worries about that people just want to make sure that, that mm. they're included. Um, but 
also, you know, we, we're not breaching their, their, their confidentiality then, you know, and, and, and their rights to know that we're talking about them. We try to keep it broad when we're discussing an area. And if there are individual concerns, we always state at the beginning of the meeting, if there's any young people that you feel need to be included in this and, and, and you're really worried about them, that the normal process for child protection is considered and you refer that through our, our access and information um, process, so, as you would with any other individual. Um, and, and once those, those concerns come in, we can, we can then address them individually and make sure that we get consent to speak about that young person as an individual. Yeah. And in terms of the peer group, um, you mentioned already that they were young, the group were already open. Um, they were, yes. Okay, so that's very different. And in terms of speaking with the young people as part of the kind of peer group assessment, was that different, the consent process is at all different in that, although they were already open and had, you had consent from that perspective? Yeah, I mean, when we're looking at the peer group assessment, all the young people that um, were discussed, the majority of them, well, all of them are either open to social services or to our youth service. Mm -hmm. So in that respect, we are content to be able to discuss yeah. the individual cases. Um, what, we, what we did try to do, what we, even in the peer group assessments, we try not to go into their individual plans in depth. We, we tend to try and talk about their peer relationships yeah. um, and the places that they spend time um, rather than going into their individual care and support plans. Um, and I guess I think there'll be a lot of people that are listening to this who are wanting to do something similar and um, who are kind of interested in these approaches. I wonder what your reflections are on what you might do differently or, or if you were someone working in a similar role to you in, across the country, what might be some of the things that you would advise them as kind of really important as part of this work? The most important thing for me as part of this work is, is partnership work, is having those relationships and having that mutual respect between agencies because that is to me is what has helped this along the way. Um, we've really had a really positive buy-in from all areas of the local authority, um, including the community safety, housing, education, um, in regards to this, this issue has been you know, exceptional, they, they, they share information, um, they're willing to support in any way that they can. Um, similarly with the police, the police are, you know, are really coming around to, to supporting the, the data gathering around contextual safeguarding um, and there's just a mutual understanding that we need to be able to speak about this as a collective and it's not just one of our responsibilities, it is mm. a shared collective responsibility to keep these young people safe in our community. Mm. Uh, Susie, where, where do you think that comes from? Because I know working nationally people are going to have really varied relationships with partners. It sounds like you've got really good ones in place. And that isn't easy to come by all that age. I just wondered if you had any thoughts on where that, that might come from. I think we, in this, in this case, we all, we all have our own working needs and, and everybody, you know, everybody has their agendas. However, when it comes to in Swansea, I think we do have a shared acceptance that we need to protect young people in Swansea. Um, it's not, yeah, it is always difficult when we're trying to try something new, and we have come across stumbling blocks. You know, there, there, there is, there are some people that have questions over over contextual safeguarding, and it is a developing process. Mm -hmm. 
I think it just comes from mutual respect mm. in that everyone is trying to, to, to do their part to keep young people safe. Mm. And it's that regularly coming together and sharing those ideas on what it should look like. So uh, alongside the meetings that we do in past, we also have um, an operational group which includes um, some outside agencies um, so they can share what they feel needs to happen to help and support contextual safeguarding and working in Swansea. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also then a, um, a strategic level um, of, of people that uh, are speaking about this on a regular basis. So I'm hoping what is happening in Swansea is that is being fed down to the people working on the ground so that understanding is there. We are trying to develop training around um, around contextual safeguarding and how we how we are trying to um, interpret this in Swansea. We are trying to you know make some of the assessments um, our own. Um, and obviously, we follow a science of safety approach, and we, we're trying to we're trying to incorporate that into our contextual safeguarding. So it, it, it is it's just sharing sharing our ideas, I suppose, and having that mutual respect. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I would say needs to happen. For, for this to work. Mm. And if you were to go back and do anything differently, I guess one of the key things that you did right at the beginning was split the peer group work from the location work, and that's partly because you wanted to ensure that, that the people coming to meetings weren't sharing information about individuals in a location assessment. Was there anything else that you would like to do differently? That's a good question. Looking back, there's probably a few things that... Um, that I would do differently. Um, it's probably sending out, prior, prior to these meetings, I think it's important that people understand what's expected of them. Mm-hmm. It is different to uh, attending a, a normal strategy meeting where you're discussing an individual young person. And for someone to come not prepared for that can, can sometimes shock them. Because mm-hmm. um, you're asking different things in regards to people like health, um, help will usually bring individual young people's health records, you know, whether that A&E attendance is. Um, that might not be the case. Um, and you, you might be asking how many young people from this area have come to A&E um, due to substance misuse overdose. Mm-hmm. And without them having that information prior to coming to the meeting, what's expected of them, it's really difficult for them to come prepared. Mm-hmm. So I think preparing, and that's still something that I'm trying to develop, is, is knowing what you want from a professional before they come to that meeting. So knowing what you'd expect health to bring to that meeting, what education needs to be provided, and all of those partner agencies, even the police, the police usually come with individual, you know, information and individual young people rather than how many how many offences have you had in a specific area in this amount of time. So it's about them being prepared to come to that meeting for that meeting to be effective. Mm-hmm. And what we've found is sometimes there's three or four meetings down the line before we've actually got to that point where professionals are like, wow, yeah. And that national fault of theirs, that, that mind for not being, able, not being able to give them what they needed to be able to bring the right information to the table. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been that so far. It's been you that's been chairing these meetings. Is that correct? So far, it's been myself or um, a principal officer of safeguarding when there's been some um, high level concerns. So that, that that's what what we're looking at at the moment. Obviously, we're still in the process of where we're setting up um, some of the terms of references for these meetings and some um, some of the wider wider structures around that. So how it looks in the future, oh, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but, for now, 
Uh, yes, I'm, I'm the one that's uh, chairing or attending these meetings. Mm-hmm. So the good news for anyone that's listening in is that we are going to be working with Kelly, and Kelly's done a lot of work in developing up um, all of the kind of terms of references, the plans and examples of everything, and we're going to be making that available on the network. What we will be doing is making that available on the network, and we'll also be giving updates on the progress of the work, um, what she's developed and what she's learned, so that everyone can kind of use that and develop on it. Thanks so much for listening. If you do have any questions for us, um, then please contact the Contextual Safeguarding Network. Or if you have any questions for Kelly, you can send it to the Contextual Safeguarding Network and we'll make sure that it goes through to her. Thanks for listening.